What have been the times in your life where you have encountered something that has made you say, this isn't just bad, this isn't just wrong, this is evil? Again, when have been the times in your life when you have encountered something, hopefully not someone, where you have said, there is something not just bad or wrong, but evil, hideous and cruel about this situation, about this thing that I'm observing in the world or in my heart, in the situation that we're in. For me, one of those powerful moments was when I visited the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., and the whole museum is very heavy as it explains about the, the killing of so many innocent lives by the Nazis. But then there was this one room where they actually have boxcars that had been used to transport people. And I felt so unsettled because there's something beautiful about the, the German value of order. But I saw how that value for order was, was twisted towards evil ends. But then I, I looked inside of the boxcars and there were shoes, shoes of people that had been transported. And then I realized that the shoes were the shoes of children. And I just, I, I couldn't be there. It was so revolting. My stomach was just churning. I, I knew that this wasn't simply a, a few humans that had made wrong decisions. But somehow there had been something, a force, a spiritual force greater than any one individual that had, that had twisted and led and hijacked and caused the delight and suffering of others. And I was scared and I was unsettled. Again, when have been the times in, in your life when you have encountered something where you could not help but shake the feeling that you were in the presence of something that was Evil And this may be world events. This may have been something that happened in the community, or it may even be something that you're wrestling with, something that is, is weighing you down in your life, but you, you know that it's not just wrong or bad, but there's something deeper going on. Well, today Jesus has an encounter with a, a force of evil here. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus meets a man that is possessed, possessed by a demon, and Jesus has to cast out this evil. Part of the reason why we give Scripture to the next generation is because we humbly acknowledge that there is evil in this world. There is evil in this world, and we want our children to know about it, to know how to avoid it bringing them to ruin, to know how to have strength to combat it in their lives and in this world. And so I want to unpack a bit about what we learn about evil from this brief passage in Mark. The first thing that we learn, the first thing that we learn about evil is that evil hijacks people. Evil hijacks, where, where the actions and the words are no longer really the person, but there's, again, a, a force that is controlling them. And I've experienced this, I'm sure you have too, where you, you talk to somebody that you love and, and they're going through something. And, and, and it, might be that, um, it might be that they've just become so overwhelmed by a fear or an insecurity or, or a, a grudge they've held against somebody 
It might be that there's an addiction. It might be that there's a disease that they're wrestling with, but, but somehow something is, is gripping them and, and what they're beginning to say and what they're beginning to do, you, you walk away from those interactions and you say, that's not the person that I love. The person that I love, it's like as if they've been hijacked and it's no longer them who are, are behaving this way. Again, the forces of evil in this world hijack us, seek to dominate us, and they do so because the forces of evil, the forces of evil relish in our suffering. They relish in separating us from God and from each other. At the, in this Bible story we have today, Jesus speaks to, to the demon, says, be still, be silent, and come out. And you see, the, the demon at this point, this force of evil, knows that it cannot defeat Jesus, that the battle here is lost. But, but again, like a, a wounded animal, it just wants to inflict as much damage on the way out as it can. And so it, it knows the battle's lost, but it throws down the man, causes convulsions, causes screamings. Again, evil delights in our suffering. It relishes in being cruel with no strategic benefit. Lastly, lastly, we learn from this passage that evil is ancient. Evil is ancient and knows things and sees things that we cannot as humans yet see. So in this story, the, the man begins to speak again. He's hijacked, and so he, he speaks of the voice of evil, and he says, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. This is the first person now in Mark's gospel to acknowledge Jesus is the Holy One. Other humans in the room couldn't see it. You see, evil has been around. It knows things that we don't know. It knows our tendencies. It knows our pitfalls. It knows the spiritual truth about the world. In my old neighborhood at one point, some kids in the neighborhood came up to me and they, they started telling me, Pastor, we've been playing with this Ouija board. And I said, I don't, I don't think you should do that. And they said, well, well but it's, it's not bad, it's safe. And I said, how would, why, why do you think it's safe? And they said, well, well, the spirit of the board told us that it was a nice spirit. And I said, why would you ever trust something that's been lying to people for 3,000 years? Again, evil is ancient and it knows our weaknesses and it will gnaw and peck and crawl at us until we finally crack we are hijacked and we suffer. This is the way that evil has worked and this is the way that evil will work until Christ comes again. Part of, again, why we hand over Scripture is the reality of life and we want the next generation to be aware of this. But as you wrestle with Scripture, you come to a conclusion. The more you read the Bible, the more you will come to an inevitable conclusion and that is that humanity... We, me, you, we need a champion. We need one who is greater than ourselves, who can confront the forces that beset us. We need a redeemer. We need a savior. And that is the one who is revealed to us in Scripture. It is epiphany. It is a season of discovering that Jesus is the light in the darkness that the darkness cannot overcome. And here we see that the forces of evil are not going to overcome Jesus, and we learn about who Jesus is. 
So who is now this holy one? Well, we see here that, that in the way that evil hijacks, Jesus makes holy. Again, Jesus makes holy. Jesus cleanses here. The, the, the synagogue today was in, infected with this spirit of evil, and so Jesus cleanses the synagogue that it might be a place of prayer and praise. Likewise, Jesus comes into our lives, and, and Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Jesus washes away. Jesus cleanses us from the guilt, from the shame, from the burdens, from the sin. This is Jesus. Jesus is the one who makes holy. Jesus also is the one who gives up of his self for our sake. Jesus is willing to take on hurt and harm for your and my sake. When he sees and he hears this, this force of evil, he does not shirk away. He does not run. He does not hide. He stands firm and he says, be silent. Jesus is not afraid to risk his life, his health, his reputation. He's willing to lay it all on the line for your and my sake that we might be made holy. And this is finally what will happen on the cross where Jesus gives up everything that he has and he breathes his last, his last holy breath that we might finally become again holy. But we learned, again, I said that, that evil is ancient, but Jesus is eternal. And this is a big difference. Jesus, evil is ancient, but Jesus is eternal. You see that the forces of evil thought they had pinned down. They thought they had defeated Jesus. They finally thought that they had gotten the Holy One of God and gotten rid of him, but they were wrong. They were oh so very wrong because, you see, Jesus is eternal, and so he rises from the grave, and my Redeemer lives. And what this means is that he now has power over all of this. You see, ever since the cross, the forces of evil have known that they are losing the battle. The, the midway for the Pacific has been fought, and the forces of evil now are simply doing their damage on the way out because they know that their days are numbered. Christ will reign and reign forever. This is what we discover. This is what is revealed to us in Scripture. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the Holy One of God. He is the one who makes us holy by His life, by His cross, and by His resurrection. Now, we give you Bibles, though, not simply that you would know content, Nicholas and Athena, not simply that you would learn some facts about who Jesus is, but that ultimately you would begin to see your story, your life, in the story of Scripture. Again, the, the hope is that we begin to see that these ancient stories are not just truths of long ago that endure, but they are our story I do not know where you find yourself in today's story. Maybe, maybe it's in verses like 22 and 23 where you, you know there's something going on in this world and in your life that's, that's not right. You know there's, there's something greater than ourselves that we are, we are in opposition to. And, and you have a, a tingling sense that, that the shoe is, is about to drop, that you, that you need somehow to come to this place today to be made holy again, to be strengthened for the, the journey. 
Or maybe you're at the point where, where you see somebody that you love, or maybe even yourself, and you know that there's been a hijacking, that, that somehow the, the words and actions of, of the people in your life are no longer consistent with who you know that God has, has made them to be or even yourself, and you just can't, can't take it that, that you know the person that, that you long to be, you are not. And you're wrestling, you're, you're acknowledging this, this hijacking, and it's gnawing at you. Or maybe you're at the part, like in verse 26, where, where you've, you've called evil out, and now there's the wrestling. There's this struggle because let me tell you, evil in the Bible and evil in life, it doesn't give up easily. It clings. It takes an enduring, resurrected champion to defeat evil because, again, evil clings and evil endures. So maybe that's where you are, and you're, you're wrestling, hoping and crying out that, indeed, Christ is stronger, stronger than yourself and stronger than the things that, that wear on you, that are set against you, that are in this world that are so overwhelming or maybe you've you've come today like in verse 27 where you are amazed and want to give God glory for what God has done in your life working reconciliation working cleansing working healing working life in the face of death working forgiveness in the face of sin for me this week though for me this week, the story that, that weaves in is actually not my own story, but the story that I've been thinking about this week is that of Jim Templeton. Jim was a sexton at this church for over two decades. And the last, and he died earlier this month, and I've been thinking a lot about his story and realizing that, that long before the diagnosis, he knew that he was in terrible pain in his body, that he was wrestling with something that was greater than himself. But he had such a, a concern for providing for his family, such a sense of, of concern about the ministry here. And even as he was hunched back, and even as, again, there was a way in which he was losing the battle of his body, he still would, would pull us aside on staff and say, hey, this is an idea, a way that I think we could do things at St. Paul that would glorify God, that would spread the love of Jesus. Cancer would take his body, but it never, it never conquered his soul, and that the one who stands victorious now stands with, with Jim. Hmm. You see, it's life under the cross is what this passage looks like for us as we, as we wrestle with the sin in our lives and in our heart, as we, as we contend against forces that are greater than ourselves that seek to erode and take away our relationship with God and each other and finally our life. And so this, this day, if, if you feel besieged, you feel like, again, you're, you're set against something that is just greater than yourself, take heart. Take heart and command it to be silent. Command that fear that has overcome and paralyzed you. Command that greed that has worked its way into your heart. Command that addiction that powers you. Command that cancer that's crippling you. Command all of 
that grudge that will not let you go and poisons you day in and day out. And tell it to go back to where it belongs, to go to hell. And if you have the courage to do that, then have the wisdom. Because you see, when you have the courage to do that and you say to evil, let's do this, know that that's like in the story when the wrestling begins. And that wrestling will not be a moment. That will not feel like a verse, but that will feel like a chapter or chapters of your life. But know that indeed you shall prevail because you have the wisdom to call to call on the one revealed to us today, the Holy One of God, Jesus Christ, the one who has been crucified and risen for you. Amen.